0: Welcome back to Run the Damn Ball, home to all things college football in Nebraska. I'm your host, Daniel Magnuson. Nebraska is coming off one of their more gut-wrenching losses in recent years, a 20-23 to overtime loss to number 20-ranked Michigan State. My guest on today is Andrew Pfeiffer. Andrew is a friend of mine. We are both seniors at UNL. We actually have a class in like 30 minutes. Yeah, we do. Um, (laughs) And so he's going to come on the podcast with me today. Andrew, I know you watched this game, and you and I probably feel the same pain as most Husker fans do. Uh, it was it was a tough loss. So um, now that we've had like a day or two to ponder everything. What are some of your major takeaways for Nebraska going forward after this one?
1: You know, I as a Nebraska fan, as an avid fan, growing up since you know I was just a kid, it it sucks to see them like this. It really does because if you take a look at things in a broad perspective, Nebraska is three plays away, three plays. That could have gone a totally different direction from being the only 5-0 and team in the NCAA. So, and I'm not saying that we are in any position to be that kind of team because, you know, we still have those things that we need to fix that we, you know, somehow creatively find new ways to shoot ourselves in the foot. But if you take a look at the numbers against Michigan State, they didn't, they what, they had like 30 total yards on offense?
0: Yeah, th- we completely shut down their run
1: game in the second half, that is.
0: Yeah, th- their their offense had some uh had some good plays in the in the first half, but the second half they had zero first downs. Yeah. And you know, we can go right to what you said already uh, you know, three I would say there's three major plays that we've lost three games on. And you could say the fumble that Adrian had against Illinois completely shifted momentum. We never fully recovered. Oklahoma, the blocked extra point We never fully recovered. And then against Michigan State, the uh, punt return. punt return, yeah. And so, you know, you can say three plays lost us three games, but I don't really want to say that because if we were a better football team, we would find a way to respond and rise to the occasion and win those games.
1: It's just so frustrating because it's just – Clearly, if, you, if we were the better team, yeah, last week, oh yeah, and it it was very obvious our defense was on top of it. You know, our loss last week had nothing to do with our defense, and I would almost say that it had nothing to do with our off. Well, there were opportunities that our offense missed for sure, but yeah. you know, when it comes down to it, it you know those special teams mistakes, which we've seen previously in the last couple of weeks, that was really kind of our downfall. You know, it the I mean. Hats off to Michigan State. I mean, they were able to put those guys, Reed, I believe his name was, he had the opening Duke touchdown, player, yeah. and yeah, he's a very athletic guy, and you know they were be able to utilize him and fill them through the gaps that, you know, we they knew were Nebraska's weaknesses, which were special teams. And it's just really hard to, you know, see Nebraska clearly be a better team but just not get the luck tilted their way and I believe it was Kirk Herb Street, Um, someone made a really good point about it or it was Joel Klatt it was someone you know those mistakes those creative little mistakes there's a tipping point for those Like, those don't last forever. And if Nebraska can still stay consistent with how we play and what, you know, and if they can minimalize the bad luck and the mistakes, you know, a lot of people are tired of the moral victory. Yeah. They're tired of the, oh, we were the better team. They're tired of the, oh, if this went that way, then it would have changed. It's the same story every single week. It's the same movie. But once those mistakes subside and nebraska starts to become a winning culture i have no doubt that scott frost can take nebraska to a winning season if not you know a conference championship i agree i think a lot of the hope i have is
0: in the defense i remember telling my brother i was watching the game with him i remember telling him and this was when the game was 13 13 i said if we don't allow another point on defense we're gonna win this game yeah and we didn't allow another point on defense And we didn't win the game because of one play, and it was the punt return. Exactly. And I'm not going to say that, oh, we're just going to put everything on the punter either because the offense got the ball, I think it was like two or three more times after that punt return. And even, uh, you know, once we got the ball uh, with like maybe 45 seconds left, we had a chance to go out and drive, and we decided to – Uh, after one negative play just go to overtime and I didn't like that either I wish he would have played to win and you can argue
1: that you know we're making the right decision going to overtime but I, I don't know I mean it was definitely it was conservative and Frost was trying to play for the overtime but my question is and I think a lot of other people have that same question is there's 40 seconds left 45 seconds left you have two timeouts and you know their defense is getting tired you could tell in the second half that michigan state was slowing down oh yeah and we decided to play conservative and go to half and we wasted you know more of a minute that we could have taken advantage of to get into field goal range you know why why we did that you know that i'm not a coach uh you know none of us are coaches we're fans and you know we don't understand you know we can say as much as we can from the couch but reality is we don't know what was going on in scott Frost's head when he was like you know what we're going to take this to overtime and win it. Well, obviously that wasn't the right choice, but you know, I at least I at least feel like we should have at least taken a shot.
0: That's why I argue that we played to not lose at the end because if you mm-hmm. play to win the game, Aaron Rodgers gets the ball with 45 seconds left. Oh yeah. You have no choice but to he's going to take you down the field.
1: I mean, Tom Brady did the same thing.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I wish that we would, you know, put faith in our quarterback and our offense more and just say, "All right, Yes, we could fumble and lose the game, but we're going to try and play to win the game. I think that just—it's a different mindset. And Michigan State, once they got that punt return, it was just everything changed. Everything Um, shifted, yeah. And they did just enough to win, and we did not play to win at the end. So, I mean, that's really all you can say. And you could even argue that some of it's bad luck. We had a blocked kick at the end of the first half. If that bounces off one of our defenders differently, we take that back. Yeah, It's just little things like that you don't really have a lot of control over. Um, so I don't know. I I think we got a lot of the bad out of the way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so out of the game, I don't know if there's much more I want to, I want to talk about. I mean, the offensive line is definitely a point of concern. I remember tweeting something during the game about our offensive line. Not all I said was, I love our offensive line, like the guys, but, and I don't even know what I said after that. I kind of regret that, but that's how I
1: felt. It was like half the time Adrian dropped back. He's running for his life just he didn't have enough time. There was, you know, he could only hold on to the ball for like two seconds before, you know, someone was in the backfield. And granted, we have a very young O line. If you look yeah. across the board, I think the oldest one is a junior. I think. We might have No, ones- you're right.
0: Siggerman's a junior and he's this is his first year even really playing. Yeah. So like he's young too. Everybody's young. We don't have wise. a whole
1: lot of depth in that area. You know, we had Farniak and Hymas and, you know, players who, I mean, I, I appreciated Brendan Hymas. Um, Farniak, you know, had his own issues, but now he's too deep on the Cowboys right now. Yeah. So it, you almost wonder if that's a point of coaching or if that's, you know, if Greg Austin has something going on. I mean, our offensive line had a lot of penalties, too. I'm trying to stay away from his mot- like, negatives. as The penalties
0: I right went now, away but. in the second half, and I thought the refs did a good job, too, because... They called two potential targeting penalties, and you know we, you watch the replays; those were not penalties. We were sh- it was sh- it contact. was in the arm, it was, it the was in him. the shoulder, yeah. yeah. And so I was glad about that. But um, I mean, the kicker made his kicks, and I thought on some of those drives too. When we kicked field goals, we could have. I remember there was like a third and nine, in the, in the goal line, and we ran a screen pass
1: to our running back, and I'm like, can we throw to the end zone? Yeah. we got guys. Yeah. So that was concerning. I mean, we do, we totally have guys. It sucks that Smarty Touré's only got one year. But, you know, if we take a look at the offensive starters that are coming back, I actually have this. Let me pull this up real quick. Jamie, pull that up. Um, <laughs> but I really – the amount of starters that we are having come back to our offense particularly was actually Hopefully. pretty amazing. Okay, here it is. So – People who are for sure returning next year on Nebraska's offense are running back room. All three of them, none of them are seniors. Well, yeah, I would bet all of the guys who are currently playing will come back. Yes, Omar Manning, Oliver Martin, who was hurt last last week, uh, Xavier Betts is coming back. Our entire O line is coming back: Hicks and Corcoran, Sichterman, Ben Hart, and Jergens. All those guys are coming back next year too. Vokalek will come back. Vokalek's actually a senior. So is Allen. Oh but can
0: they technically come back?
1: I don't know actually. I don't know if they're exercising their year of eligibility after COVID like right now. So that might be the reason, but I think Allen and Vokalek aren't coming back after next year, but
0: to if they wanted to yeah. to
1: fill that role, we got guys. Fedoni, Fedoni, Hickman, mhm.
0: Uh, we got some freshmen out of Omaha. Yep.
1: Rollins, Carney, So, yeah, we got guys. And Martinez is actually a maybe. He could do either. Martinez does have a year of eligibility. He yeah, has that's, one more that's year wild. And because of – and I'm not trying to speak for a, uh, Martinez or on behalf of him, but um, because of the NIL you know, being passed, I feel like those uh, opportunities might keep him another year. But, again, I'm not him. I'm not vouching for him. But, you know, there's a little bit of an incentive for Martinez to come back. But it would be really
0: interesting if he did. I I understand fans feeling tired of having him as quarterback for a fifth year straight. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. But if no one's gonna mind him coming back if we finish our season and go to a bowl.
1: Yeah. Which we very well could. It's just we you know. It's the same story every week. It's a, that's that's the most frustrating part. It's the moral victories, it's the one plays, it's the you know. But like uh you know, like the analyst said, there's eventually a tipping point. And if you want the more positive response from me, I think once that tipping point boils over and we start getting that winning culture back, like I said, there is no reason why Nebraska can't be a contender for the Big Ten championship especially after last week we hung in there with number three I mean that's either because one of three things that's either Oklahoma was worse than we thought Nebraska was better than we yes it's both or both and I would like to believe that yes it was both I mean Spencer Radler struggled again the first couple weeks again and he struggled last week too but it's just so difficult and I mean we're gonna we're gonna host Oklahoma next year Mm -hmm. so that's gonna be a totally different environment and I think that's awesome that we have that opportunity to do so but you know it's just you almost want to hit the reset button on nebraska football right now just because we look if you want the positive takeaways we look so much better we really really do in my opinion offense needs some work special teams good a load. lot of work yeah but our defense we finally have an identity and that's our defense our, def- our defensive line is amazing that's the first step of being a successful is to form an identity of some sort in any port and like any part of the field and I think our defensive line you know has established that identity and I think you know like I said I would I, I, I kind of want to pull up those numbers against Michigan State but it was unreal how well our defense did
0: we shut down the leading rusher in college football to 61 yards on 19 carries. He averaged 3.2. Wow. And so, you know, there were like two fourth downs where we stopped them. I believe, or at least one fourth down when we stopped them. We forced him to punt. You know, Martinez had that fumble in the third quarter, and it looked like Michigan State was going to get some momentum back. Defense stepped up, forced a punt immediately. You know, so the, our defense deserves a better offense. And I think our offense... As much as they've uh, – I saw one stat. We've scored seven touchdowns in our three Power 5 games this year. We've given up eight touchdowns in those games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, our offense needs to be better. But I think we do also have an identity on offense that, that is that is forming. We have good uh, mm-hmm. we have good option plays. Yeah. And we have a good short passing game. I think we, we went away from the passing game in the late fourth quarter. I think that's why we kind of lost. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel the same and way. Mich- well,
1: Michigan State's um, passing defense is not great. No, they're not. No. They actually, I think they have one of the worst in the Big Ten, if not the country, as far as passing defense goes. I mean, don't quote me on that. But, I mean, you could tell, like, end of the third quarter, their defense was getting tired. They had to
0: call a timeout on the goal you know, line, yeah.
1: If Nebraska would have stuck to the deep ball, if they would have taken more shots, if they would have... But at the same time, you can't do that unless you have protection up front. So I understand how that's difficult. But at the same time, you know, in the fourth quarter, when we had that one drive, you know, we completed a 30, what, 34-yard pass to Brody Belt. And that... uh, you know him being his roommate and like, it came out chemistry. of nowhere too. It was too. twenty-four yard, yeah, and that was uh, <laughs> it's in between like three people. That was pretty crazy. And uh, you know, I, w- I went to high school with Brody. Yeah, and like, it was just, uh, it was cool. It was cool for me to see. But then, uh, who? Someone? I think it was Levi Falk that had that really good catch. I'm trying um, to remember, was, he had a like, catch
0: on the sideline, and then he like ran for like fifteen more yards. Maybe
1: there was a catch where like he just extended all the way back. And like, had this amazing catch and like kept our drive alive. It was a conversion, but he just came up absolutely clutch. And we ended up scoring on that drive.
0: That's something I'm happy about is that our wide receiver room kind of has been for- sorted out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've been saying for weeks it should be Ture, Betts, and Manning in the main three. And we finally saw that. Yeah. And I think the other guys we spring like Falk, good player. Mm-hmm. Really, I, I don't want to like discredit like uh lever or belt. I think they play really hard, but they're just not at the level of those top three guys.
1: No, no, I mean, Omar Manning, Smari I wish we Ture. threw deep to
0: them more last week.
1: I, I want to see us go deep, but at the same time, I'll go back and I'll say it again. It starts with up front, and we need the protection to be actually able to throw the deep ball. And there are some times where Adrian misses wide open throws, you know, and that's that's, Falk was open for a second mm-hmm. in overtime. I mean, that's only natural when you're a quarterback. I'm not knocking on him or yeah. anything. It's just, you know, there were opportunities that we just didn't take advantage of. And, I mean, that with the combination of Michigan State taking opportunities over us that we didn't necessarily expect was pretty much ultimately the difference in that game.
0: It really was. Well, wow. Yeah, I mean, we can already just move on to next week. I think before we can even... I see what's left on our schedule, and I hate this phrase, but every single game is winnable. Mm-hmm. Like last year, we played Ohio State; that game was not win- winnable. It was not. Mm-mm. But this year, this game against Ohio State we'll have in like a month or so. That's a winnable game. Oh yeah. And Iowa, I don't care the rank number five. You saw what we did against them last year. We almost beat them. Well, did winnable you see them game last week. Oh yeah, they struggled against Colorado State, one yeah. of the lesser teams in the Mountain West. Yeah. So, and we can also bring up Bowley Green losing the or beating Minnesota. Uh, which was hilarious, but that didn't make me feel any better about us losing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, I mean, taking a look at the schedule moving forward, um, we'll host Northwestern, host Michigan, then we're at Minnesota. Yikes! Um, hosting Purdue, hosting Ohio State, at Wisconsin, hosting Iowa. So, I mean, Nebraska is a whole different team when they're a home team.
0: Dude, I'd agree. I think with Frost, we're not a good road team.
1: No, no, no. And I think it's. I think it's very difficult. For that culture, that winning culture to come back, I think the fans definitely have a huge part in that. Just because you know when you're at Memorial Stadium and you're under the lights, if if last week was a home game, no doubt we would have won. No doubt, in my opinion, it's just it's a different environment. And yeah, you know, last year with COVID, like there was no one in the stands except maybe you know parents, like two thousand people. You know, that's part of the winning culture at Nebraska was Memorial Stadium because it's probably one of the harder places to play in the country. It is. So, uh, looking at the rest of the schedule, yes, these games look completely winnable and I think our team is confident enough to know that they are a decent team and those minor mistakes are what killed us. But like it said, there's We got to respond.
0: Win. We got to respond though. Yeah. There's going to be something that goes wrong in the Northwestern game. It's going to be a, it's Oh, I'm sure. We could pull away at the end because we're the, we're more talented team, but something's going to go awry, like a penalty or something, and we're going to have to say, no, we're going to put our foot down and keep going. Mm. And so that's what's going to be the difference. And th- maybe this is way too soon to say this, but all of our team's goals are still ahead of them. Yeah. If they win out in the Big Ten West, do we have a chance to win the West if we just win every game left on our schedule? We could say Ohio State, no, mm. but like, how does that work? Suppose we were to win out the West, would that mean that we'd win the tiebreaker over Iowa or with whoever Wisconsin?
1: Well, considering that we play literally every team in the West except Purdue this year. Oh, we play Purdue though. Oh, we do play Purdue? Yeah. Oh crap, then
0: We we already played Illinois though, and we yeah, lost. Yeah. But if we win out, isn't that technically
1: like a tiebreaker? Because if we win out, we will see a conference championship.
0: Yeah. Because even yes. if Iowa's undefeated, say Iowa finds a way to go undefeated all the way to that final game, and, and we, we win, yeah, we, be, we, we, we have win. an equal Big Ten West record, but we get the head-to-head, right? Correct. That's how it works? Correct. Okay. So technically, all this, all the team goals are ahead of them. Going mm-hmm. to a bowl, going to the Big Ten championship.
1: And it's still, you know, Michigan State's in the Big Ten East, you know, so it didn't affect that, the, rest yeah. of the conference too much. And we played them close enough to where I think— an, I mean, hell, we played Ohio State close enough, or blah. we played Oklahoma close enough to earn that kind of respect. People are starting, to, or people are finally starting to take notice for Nebraska and you know those close games, hanging in there with a number three ranked team that had to have raised their confidence. Being ahead of a ranked twenty team and a very obviously winnable game, that yeah. respect is there, and I think Nebraska knows that they are a good team. I they think know. they know that, and it's just very frustrating because. Like I said, it's like it's I'm a broken record. It's those little things, it's you know that that keep losing its game. It's the moral victories, it's the mistakes, it's this, it's that. I hate you know. One of my buddies told me something, made a good point the other day. He goes, "I'm sick and tired of all these moral victories. Like the oh, we should have won. I just want to win."
0: No, oh, yeah, that's like, what the players were saying last week. And so I just like the, the pain that they feel from losing. I would say the most improbable loss we've had and since probably like 2018.
1: Yeah. So it's just frustrating. But like you said, there's a lot of there's a lot of optimism. I mean, okay. I'm going to go back and look at this really quick. Um Nebraska, I'm going to look up the f- remaining schedule.
0: I don't want to make any predictions past Northwestern. No, no. But this is a this is a game that we have to win. We can win. I think we have a good We could go ahead and win by 10 if we play mm-hmm. our game, best game. Um, even if we make some mistakes, our defense is going to be able to help us out, too. And so...
1: Um, so, Michigan. Might want to highlight that one.
0: If we win next week, that... I mean, I don't know if you saw the news today. The game against Michigan is a 630 ABC.
1: And that's at home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we have back-to-back night games.
1: Ooh, I'm, I'm so happy. Are you calling to one work. of those games? Ah, uh, I don't think so. I, I don't I don't know how that works with John and all that. That's true, that. that's true. I mean, I've been in the booth twice already for Nebraska. You for, did Countdown? Yeah, I did Husker Countdown against Fordham.
0: Because, and then you did yeah. Buffalo
1: Stats? Yes. Okay. I might be in the
0: booth for Michigan. Could be. Because yeah. just with how, how
1: it draws out. I mean, um, I'd take as many opportunities as we can get. Also, Daniel and I are going to be calling a high school game on Thursday. Thursday, so.
0: 7 p.m., uh, Andrew's alum. Millard yeah, West. Millard West High School. Lincoln East. Yeah. Uh, 90.3 Karen, UC. I'll turn in, tune into that. Tune in, baby. <laughs> but uh, so Northwestern's going to be 2-2. Two and two, We're going to be 2-3. and three. I think we should talk about Northwestern a little bit. Yeah. Because they were the Big Ten West champs last year. Yeah. They had the best – one of the best defenses in the country last year. They just had a lot of seniors, guys who went to the NFL. One of the better teams that Fitzgerald's put together. But a lot of those guys are gone. Their quarterback from last year, Ramsey, is gone. They had running backs transfer.
1: They They had some defensive guys go to the draft.
0: They had some offensive linemen go to the draft. They are not the team they were last year. No, they're not. And so we should win this game. We should. This is our time to beat Northwestern. Yeah. No, Um, we
1: totally should. The thing is, Northwestern, Fitzgerald is a very, very good coach.
0: He's one of the best in college football.
1: Absolutely. And he is very, very good at having a disciplined team. No matter who it is. The, Northwestern isn't the most physical out there. Don't get me wrong. But they are disciplined and they don't make mistakes. You know, they.
0: <sighs> because if they make mistakes, they will lose by a lot.
1: Oh, yeah. hmm, Exactly. And Nebraska, there's no reason Nebraska can't put up, hang 20 plus on them and like roll with it. But traditionally, Northwestern has always played a super close to the last minute. And that's just kind of how it's
0: always been. I think it's going to come down to our offense again.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: our defense is going to be able to hold them to 17 or whatever. Oh, yeah. But our offense is going to need to – we've scored 22, 16, and 20 in our three Power 5 games. We've got to score in the – if we're going to be a winning team down the stretch, we need to score in the high 20s, low 30s hmm.
1: in
0: a lot of these games. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, that's what it's going to have to be.
1: That all comes down to the offense. And special teams also. Yeah. (laughs) As we've said. Please (laughs) hire a special teams coach. I mean, yeah. I don't
0: even know if I want to make predictions for this game. I don't think I'm at that point yet. I've gotten over the Michigan State loss. It took me until, like, this morning. Yeah. I was typing this, everything out for us today, and I was like, okay, I'm over it. Yeah. It took me, like, a day and a
1: half. uh, I'd be lying if I said I was over it. But, you know, it's just, it's frustrating. It is. Especially it's because, you know, when we're in college and we want Nebraska to do well while we're here. Facts. It's just, ugh. But to leave on a positive note, I mean, we're getting better.
0: We are getting better. We are so much better than we were even two years ago. Oh, yeah. If we played the team two years ago, we didn't really have that great of a defense, I don't think. Mm Mm-mm. And our offense was probably the same as it is right now. Ish. I don't mm-hmm. know if I can if I can really compare that much. Our defense is legit this year. We have the best defense we've had since we've joined the Big Ten. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. And they deserve better.
1: <laughs> no, they totally do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I remember after the game, I was hella sad. And I was just <gasps> going to go back to my car and go home and be sad yeah. by myself. Yeah. And I ended up running into you because I had some friends that, as I was walking downtown, yeah, go back to my car, yeah. I had yeah. some friends that saw me and said, we're going to the bars. And I was like, I'm not, I'm tired. I was legitimately really, like really tired because mm-hmm. that game exhausted me. And then they were like, no, you're coming out with us. And I was like, okay, fine. And then I ended up seeing you like at probably midnight or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, I do remember that. And uh...
0: There were so many of these hats. I don't know if you saw them. They were really? like- And I saw probably six, six other people wearing their on the damn ball hat. Not this exact one, but like a variation of this hat.
1: You're on merch. This is not my own merch, <laughs> it but I probably right.
0: should make my own. I just haven't gotten around to do that. Ripper lids, Ripper
1: lids, yes. Yeah, they were from Australia. Oh, that's sweet. I actually should probably get one of those hats. I actually really like those. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like one one thing that's I've noticed being a student here is after Nebraska win or loss, the campus culture is just different for that week. Yeah, in my opinion like wins make everything so much better and then losses are just kind of like oh we're gonna have a bad week yeah I don't know that's just from a fan's perspective but it's just it is what it is we'll see Michigan or excuse me we'll see Northwestern Saturday October 2nd 630 night game it's a must win I'll be doing board op for that game board up. oh so you're gonna be in the studio so I'll be here for that game Aw
0: yeah. <laughs> dude that okay so, Schrader will never listen to this if I I hope I never get bored out for a game. Yeah. <laughs> because that's three hours before the game and then the entire game. So that's going to be about seven hours of your life that you have to sit in the studio. And oh, like,
1: dude. I'll tell you, I regret buying student tickets. I dropped like 170 bucks, and I haven't even gone to a single game yet. Well, I mean, I, I've gone to every game, but...
0: Yeah, not... Yeah. Yeah. I was having trouble with my... I guess we got like four minutes still class. Yeah. I was having trouble with my uh, online student... Ticket so UNL or whatever get I couldn't I couldn't like claim mine this week or it hasn't to worked oh. today so I'm gonna I tried calling them and they wouldn't answer so I'm gonna try and figure that out before Saturday get my ticket claims because I I don't have to work anything for mm-hmm. the game yeah. I wonder if they're gonna offer any positions though because remember the first week they were like
1: oh for Big Ten
0: yeah oh is it Big Ten game um let me check Big Ten Network Uh yep it is. Also, Northwestern beat Ohio 35-6 to 6 last week, but Ohio's one of the – they're not having a good no, year, so not, it's just retired there. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's a must-win this weekend. Nebraska opened as a favorite, too. I think we're so. an eight-point favorite yeah. for Vegas or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been Daniel Magnuson and – Andrew Pfeiffer. And you can catch us on Thursday at 90.3, KRNU, 7 o'clock. But until then, run the damn ball out.